Hi, and welcome to Fed Talks. Special episode this week. It is Cranksgiving, uh, the very special holiday that uh, coincides with American Thanksgiving, where we watch both Crank movies. Uh, last year, I did a commentary track for the first one, Crank. This year, we are we are we're we're going all the way. We're doing a commentary track for Crank Two High Voltage, aka the greatest movie ever made. Um, I'll let you know when I'm hitting play. If you want to sync up, I will keep up with what's on screen. So if you're not watching along with me, you will not miss out on any of Chev Chelios's adventures. Uh, but this is going to be fun. I love this movie so much. I've been putting off. It, it's a movie I like to watch when I'm sad because it's so insane and I it it brings me joy. And I have not watched it all year in anticipation of doing the commentary. Uh, so I'm I'm so excited. Uh, for those of you, if you didn't watch the movies, and why wouldn't you? Or you missed last year's commentary track. Uh, Jason Statham plays a uh, criminal who ran afoul of better criminals. Uh, Chev Chelios, who uh, in in the first movie he wakes up to find he's been poisoned, uh, and his heart will stop if he doesn't keep his adrenaline up. So he has to do increasingly insane things to keep his heart racing. Uh, and uh, look, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he dies at the end. Of, he falls off of a helicopter and uh, he he dies. But you see his eyes flicker. There's no way he could have survived that fall. Or could he? Given that there's a movie here, he definitely does survive. So let's find out what happens to our friend Jason Statham, a.k.a. Chev Chelios. Um, okay, if, you, if you're watching at home, I've got the Blu-ray queued up. Uh and it is now time to press play. And we are queuing up now. Hey, uh, false start, false start, stop. Okay, I think I screwed up. We're gonna... Uh, Okay, we got it back to normal. We're good. If you're looking at the spitting gears of the the uh, production company logo, you're good. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I accidentally pushed the button to make it play at slightly faster speeds. Uh, now we've got the Lionsgate logo on screen. And now uh, uh, yet another production company card, Lakeshore Entertainment, a little boy jumping into a lake. Boy, a lot of people made this movie. And now the credits begin. Guys, can you can you feel the excitement? Uh, we're getting sort of intercut with the the credits. We're seeing what looks like eight bit video game screens depicting the end of the first Crank movie, which is Chev Chelios and another guy falling out of a helicopter and punching each other all the way down. Uh, crank high voltage. The title within the movie is just Crank High Voltage, no Crank 2, but on the posters and most of the physical media, it says Crank 2, so that's fine. And now we see the ending of the movie again, where he lands on a car from about a 30-story drop, bounces off of it, and <laughs> smacks to death on the pavement. 
but now we're seeing stuff we haven't seen before as a a a van pulls up and this group of guys shovel him off the sidewalk and toss his body in the back of a van and already this is the best movie ever made uh now we go back to the news reporter from the first one played by john delancey from star trek next generation talking about how a man fell from the sky in los angeles landed in the middle of an intersection destroyed one vehicle and hospitalized its elderly driver just to make sure somebody gets hurt at every step along the way uh it's there are some kind of surprising celebrity cameos in here uh a lot of them are carryovers from the first movie but there is some there's some genuinely delightful uh also that guy said bullshit in a news report so who, who knows who to believe uh Chev's in the operating room. He's flashing back to his supposed death. People are operating on him. He looks, they are. <laughs> and now a, an Asian man with facial piercings and a cigarette is just walking right into the operating room. He is, he is breathing smoke over everything. He is ashing into, <laughs> ashes into Chev's open chest wound. Uh, and this is all in Chinese at this point. And there are uh, uh, the the subtitles are in this sort of ragged font that is. Oh, now he spit into Chev's chest cavity. That's not good. Now there's a now they're throwing him out. They accidentally dropped some more stuff inside Chev, inside his chest. <laughs> What are they doing? They are taking out his heart. They are the famous Chelios heart. And Jason Statham is awake and watching them take his heart out. It is beating. It has been removed. It's beating. They're putting it in a, in a cooler of dry ice, locking it up. And they are installing an artificial heart. So everything should be fine, right? Everything's good. He's going to have an artificial heart. He probably wants his real heart back, but... Uh, oh, this is so gnarly. Oh, also this heart, it's got like a, it's crazy looking. It's a bag with a bunch of metal rings on it. And they just put it in his chest without attaching it to anything. It, it oh God, this movie is perfect. Uh, so it's later. He's got a nasty scar. Uh, this middle-aged Asian lady who has a stethoscope and a dress uh, checks out his penis, compares it favorably to one of a horse, and wakes him up. Guys, he has no idea where he is. Oh, the doctors are back. It's cool. He's got a He's got like a little, a uh, little yellow. His heart is connected to this, uh, this little external power box. They're keeping him alive so the boss can harvest the rest of his organs. Uh, the next thing they want is the penis. There is a drawing of his penis. Um, but Chev is not having that. He wakes up. He crushes one of the doctor's nuts. He strangles the other one with a stethoscope. <laughs> And then he injects 
the one with the crushed nuts with something. Just grabs a syringe, puts it in his neck. He's got to get out of here, guys. This movie wastes no time. We're about we're about five minutes in. He has he has had his heart taken out. He has killed two men. Uh, now he's he's kind of working out what the box is for. If you remember in the first one, the villain leaves him a DVD explaining what he's done to his heart. These movies do not mess with exposition. Like he's he's kind of cool. He figures he can get by with this little power box running his heart until he gets things. There's a picture of somebody I swear is Mao Zedong on the wall. Um, oh, they were. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were operating on him in an illicit massage parlor because we are seeing naked women performing hand jobs as he walks through the hall. This is a classy movie, guys. All right, we're outside. We're seeing sunlight. He's groggy. I have a shirt very similar to the one he's wearing, but his has more zippers. I'm going to get the one with more zippers. Uh, because, uh, honestly, Chevchelios style icon. He's got his phone. This is 2009, so his, his, he has a, like a slide phone. Calling his girlfriend... His last words before he fell out of the helicopter were to call her, but she couldn't hear the message because the wind, uh, the wind was too loud. Her phone's not in service. Now a dude pulls a gun on him, and Jason Statham has already beaten this man senseless and taken his gun. Like I said, we're not we're not wasting time. He's got to escape from this massage parlor slash surgical facility <laughs> and this looks so much like a video game there's it's like there's shipping containers everywhere uh providing ample opportunity for cover and surprise attacks and if you were doing this as a grand theft auto game it's perfect level design he killed one guy who's coming around the stacks looking for him there's another one with a shotgun oh he shot that man so many times just now and now he took his shot and now he's got a, a shotgun he doesn't use as many guns in these movies as you'd think but right now he's he is and he is now shotgun another man and two more I think his body count is up to seven already The guy's gun jammed, so Chev is just walking up to him. <laughs> All right. He wants answers. And this is the first time it's sort of a repeated thing in the movie. He asks a question, and the response is, fuck you, Chelios. Uh, there's a whole montage of it later. Oh, God. Okay, now he, he's, he dips his shotgun in motor oil, and then forcibly inserts it into the man's anus. Um, like I said, taste is not a, a consideration here. He's going to blow the man's brains out from the inside. He's also speaking in... He refers to his heart as a strawberry tart because that's cockney rhyming slang. And the, there's a caption on screen informing us. Uh, we learn that the guy who has his heart is Johnny Vang. 
this one, unlike the first one, the first one was written for an American and Jason Statham was cast and they didn't have time to rewrite it. But this one they wrote with Statham in mind. So they do things like the Cockney rhyming slang. And he is now just leaving that man with the shotgun rammed very far up his ass. Uh, if he'd got his answers, he's just leaving the man. He's hot wiring a car. This is honestly going very smoothly. Like for Chev Chelios, this is an easy day. Uh, except for the heart thing, because he's he's running he's already running low on power. This little box is not getting the job done. It's almost out already. The green it's it's down to a red light. Uh, so he uses the car to power up his heart box. Um, he knows how to do a lot of things with electricity. And I'd kind of like to see, like, backstory for Chev Chelios, uh, where he we learn how he, how he knows all these things. He's, he's a master of all trades. Um, he has hot-wired his heart. There are people chasing him and shooting him, but he is driving right through them. He is on the street and getting away from, from this, from this hand job parlor. And holy smokes, is it a return from our from the first movie? That's right, it's Dwight Yoakam as his friend Doc. He is watching Mortal Kombat. He seems to be watching the video game of Mortal Kombat. He is not playing. He is. He is stroking a woman's ass. Uh, he's he's shocked that Chev is alive. Why wouldn't he be? Um, it seems Dwight Yoakam is receiving oral sex during this scene as Chev is explaining the plot of the movie to him. <laughs> and once again, Doc's role is to explain the stakes of the movie. Uh He's got to get his heart back. The box will keep him alive for a couple days if he doesn't do anything strenuous. So, you know, that's already going to be a problem. Uh, but he's, he's walking him through it. Uh, it's already running out of power. Dwight Yoakam can identify the brand of artificial heart from a brief description. And now we get cool, uh, like educational film video <laughs> visuals explaining how artificial hearts work um, okay without the external battery his heart he can only keep his heart beating for one hour there's a lot of stuff about coils it's basically getting to how it needs electrical power to keep beating there's there is a surprising amount of science explaining this So he asks Chev if he understands, and Chev says it's Greek to me, and then it cuts to Greek statuary to illustrate the concept of Greek. Oh, now he's asking a, uh, uh oh, some, uh, some Latino guys want to race him, want to race him. Uh, this kind of comes out during the, Fast and Furious era. Oh, there's an accident. He's thrown from his car. And look, you can tell what happens next. He lands on his battery pack. It is destroyed. His heart has one hour of energy, provided he doesn't do anything strenuous. 
uh, that cat's already or horse is already out of the barn on that one. If you have been paying attention, guys, I love Jason Statham so much. He he has already taken such a beating in this movie, and he's so good at uh, like like hurt acting. Like dude is stumbling, and he he manages to still be badass when he can't put one foot in front of the other. Well, his heart's screwed up. <laughs> now the guys are coming back to check and uh, make sure he's okay. They meant nothing bad by threat by racing him. Uh, but he needs to get to the he needs to get to the Cypress Social Club. They, they give him directions. They're very helpful. Look, we learned not to stereotype people just because everybody he's met so far in this movie is trying to murder him. <laughs> All right. He asks for a jump start. They get out the jumper cables, but there's no fixing his totaled car. No, no. It's for his heart. This is the iconic scene that I post on Twitter all the time. He attaches one jumper cable to his nipple, one to his tongue, and they crank it. The, the visuals of this are absolutely insane. It, they are just shaking a camera back and forth as fast as they can. We're cutting to inside his chest. And now he's he's running. And the like they they've dropped so many frames that he seems to be running at a superhuman speed and it's so jerky. I love it. I love looking at this movie. It's so ugly, but in such an inventive way and in such a deliberate way. Like they go into it knowing it, it's it's hard to look at. Okay, he's most of the way there. He has to stop and ask a couple more guys for directions. These guys are less helpful. But here we go. It turns out the social club he's looking for is a rundown house. <laughs> With no signage. He was never going to find the Cypress Social Club. <laughs> <laughs> then a woman falls out the door. Um, she's played by uh, Bai Ling, who is kind of a weirdo. You may remember her from the Lost episode where she, in a flashback, she's the one who gave Jack his tattoos. Uh, okay, now he has gone into this house. He is wrecked. People are falling out of the windows. There's broken glass everywhere. So many people in various states of dress and undress are running away. Uh, and he's got the cooler. Well, I'm sorry. No, Johnny Vang is out the window with the cooler. And <laughs> Jason Statham came through a guy through a wall. Uh, Johnny Vang is driving off with the the uh, the heart and Biling is beating a man who apparently tried to pay her for sex. She is crushing his genitals with a bicycle. Uh, she's anyway. She's kind of a famous weirdo. Like she's very kind of strange on set, and her her performances are so amped up and weird and 
there's there's something about her performances that almost feel racist except that's sort of how she talks I don't know that that was okay for me to say but she feels like a caricature but it's it's what she's doing um, she is in love with Chev now he is not interested he needs to get his heart she tries to entice him by saying I'm clean like a baby <laughs> he he wants no part of her uh, but she knows where Johnny Vang went so now he has to put up with this insane woman who is uh, the most horned up I have ever seen a person she she is trying to ride him <laughs> he's chasing a station wagon he's 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 sketching from the door of a station wagon it's it's not a, anybody he has beef with it's just he wants a car and he was that station wagon was going to be his way uh, no uh and now Viling is explaining that he owns her because he saved her uh so it's a very chewbacca in solo situation uh, her character's name is ria by the way all right she points him to a strip club one that says live nude girls on the outside and i've never seen a it also has an awning that says strip, please. Um, guys, there is so much. There are so many boobs in this section of the movie. Um, apparently, a lot of the strip club patrons are uh, cameos of famous or semi-famous people. Um, many of whom I don't know, but... You know, Johnny Vang's getting his ass kicked in the bathroom by a guy who is more tattoo than man. Uh, essentially, the uh, the triad and the the uh, I don't think they've identified the name of the Mexican mob, but the Mexican mob are fighting over who gets Chelios's organs. Um, it's. These two men are being very racist about one another. Uh, it is upsetting. Uh, Johnny Vang's friend is going to lose, lose an arm to a machete attack. Oh, no, God, just the elbow. That's right. It is the grossest thing. He lops off just the elbow. Think about how much that would hurt and how gross a visual that is. That's enough. They're going to make a deal. Chev Chelios has enough organs for everybody, right? That dude's got a lot of organs. He's wandering the strip club looking for his heart. And on stage right now is his girlfriend Eve, played by Amy Smart. He seems surprised to see her there. I think she was established as a stripper in the first one. But I, I don't remember. I might be transmitting my memories. 
man, I love Amy Smart. She's really good. She's funny. Uh, she is in another movie called Crank that came out before The Real Crank. And I think next year I'm going to watch that for Cranksgiving. I have never seen it. I don't even know if it's an appropriate uh, selection for a commentary. It might be like a drama about drug use. Uh, he's beating up the guys who are ogling her. She is losing her mind finding that Chev is alive. She assumed he was dead. Her stripper name is Lemon. <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, the bouncer is... He's wearing a t-shirt that says nice jugs and there are pictures of milk jugs on it. Um, now his heart's making a noise because he is running low on energy. He tosses the bouncer into the bathroom where Johnny Vang is getting roughed up. Uh, but we're putting all that aside for these guys to just make out. When I say make out, I mean uh, Chev and Eve. That might have not been clear from context. <laughs> There's also a naked stripper in the bathroom now with the two mobs. Uh, now Bai Ling has showed up. She is furious that another woman is touching her man. Uh, she keeps stroking his head. It's It makes me uncomfortable, but it's so funny. Like I think I've heard they tried to get her to sort of pitch it down, and she just wouldn't. Oh, she's going to... Oh, she just punched Amy Smart in the nose. That's not going to work. And Amy Smart busted a bottle on her head. Oh, she had that coming. Oh, no. Now the now Johnny Vang and the Mexicans are all here. And everybody's got guns. I can't believe how many tattoos that guy had. All right, Amy Smart ducks and a gunfight breaks out. Oh, so many innocent bystanders are getting shot to pieces. This is a bad strip club to be in, guys. Oh, some of the strippers have guns. They are opening fire on the bad guys also. Uh, Johnny Vang is getting away in the confusion. Man, most of the strippers have guns. This is amazing. Uh-oh, one, one woman gets shot in the breast implants. They are leaking everywhere. It looks like when my plastic man broke when I was a kid and her deflated boobs are real unpleasant to look at. Um, but Chev has managed to kill pretty much everybody except for Johnny Vang who made it out. Um... There's one guy who's only mostly dead, so he has somebody to question. <laughs> and he says, El, El Hutan, uh, the ferret, is the one who wants Jeff. <laughs> he wants you alive so he can watch you die. He's never heard of this ferret. Jeff, there's no way he, he could know who that is. He has so many enemies. Uh, he is alternately referred to as El Hutan and El Huron. Uh, I think Huron is actually correct for ferret. But uh, 
look, I, I don't have time to fact check this movie. I assume it all checks out. All right. Uh, Chev and uh, mostly naked Amy Smart with duct tape over her nipples are trying to get away, but oh no, it's the cops. Obviously, they're going to show up for this kind of disturbance. And now uh, uh, Jason Statham knew ACAB long before the rest of us did because he's, he's beating on him, but his heart goes out. And now the cops are just wailing on him. Uh, they were arresting strippers. It's, it's, you know what, man? Don't trust cops. They're bad. Uh but one of them tases a man who is already being hit by several nightsticks and that charges up Chev's heart and he turns into the Hulk. He throws six guys off him at once. He is just jack... He's using the taser now to just jack up everybody to either electrocute them or bust their faces in. And he gives himself another jolt. Jason Statham's electrocution acting is the best ever. He steals the cop car that he, with Amy Smart. She's in the back in the cage, but they're getting away together. Oh, and there's another stripper who had been put in there also, so he's... <laughs> the other stripper is trying to lick Amy Smart as they drive. Uh, people in this movie have very bad priorities. Uh, he's been gone for three months, guys. That's. He also says that he fell one mile out of a helicopter. And I don't know how possible that is. But I guess, that, I mean, that's 5,000 feet. That's a skyscraper could easy. You know, if you've got 100 floors, that's going to be, that's easy a mile up. That's more than a mile up, right? Boy, it's weird if you think about a building being a mile tall. Well, that stripper is really going to town on Amy Smart. Uh, Chev electrocutes himself again in the crotch and the tongue. And now he's fully juiced. Um, oh, hey, the horny stripper knows something about Johnny Vang. which is good news, but uh-oh, some cops see him. They are literally at a donut shop when they, <laughs> when they get the call about Jeff. <laughs> uh, the stripper says he's probably at the horse track. It feels like stopping for some off-track betting would be a bad idea when you are carrying the heart of a man who's trying to kill you. Like, get that heart to a safe place. Um, boy, this other stripper is like a, a sexual predator. It is oh good. Okay, Amy Smart gets her hands free and then knocks her out with a headbutt. That's what you get for putting the moves on. Look, essentially in this movie, if you're horny, you're gonna get hit in the face. Much like life. Chev is using an iPhone, which is, to me is... <laughs> they had to clear that with Apple, right? All right. He's calling the doc to tell him he lost the 
lost the battery. So Doc is explaining that any low-level electrical uh, charge to his skin will keep the heart beating, which, you know, Chev figured out. We also get the background that uh, Doc used to be a heart surgeon, but he lost his license after box botching his wife's vaginal rejuvenation, which seems like you would not have a heart surgeon do that. So he has significant uh, professionalism issues. Like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. Chev Chelios's sleazy doctor friend who seems to only eat off of women's asses uh, is not a good dude. Um. <laughs> and now, oh no, their car is stopped because porn actors are on strike. There are porn stars uh, with signs that say no cash, no gash, or ATM, ATM, which took me a second, but is very funny. Uh, Ron Jeremy is there. He was not invited to be in the movie, but when he found out there were a bunch of porn stars doing something, he just showed up. Uh, the porn stars are harassing Chev Chelios. Uh, I assume these are all real porn stars. I don't know any porn stars. Uh, does that make me a, a good man? No. It doesn't make me a bad man. It's value neutral. I just don't know any porn stars. One guy has threatened to have sex with Chev's car, which means he has definitely done that before. Um, they can't pass the porn stars, so Chev has to get out and run. The cops are chasing him. He, <laughs> he, he grinds down a railing without a, without a skateboard and crushes his nuts. <laughs> Man, I miss the days when you could be an action star and, like, take a beating like that. You know, sort of famously, Vin Diesel and The Rock uh, have their thing where they always have to be seen to be winning a fight. And uh, here, Jason Statham is taking some hits. Uh, there's some nerds in the park trying to use an electric collar on their dog. It's not working. But uh, Jason Statham runs through, and he's got an idea. <laughs> he hates them for uh, putting a collar on a dog like that. He tells him he's from PETA. He puts the collar on himself and demands that they electrocute him. But it's not working. Oh, now he's getting it. He's doing very funny physical comedy of these low-dose shocks. <laughs> it's, it's very reminiscent of, like, Steve Martin and all of me. Like, he is not in full control of his body. Oh, there come the cops. They're chasing him, but... The dog he freed attacks, <laughs> attacks the cop. And, oh my God, so many groins get savaged in this movie. I think this is about the fourth groin we've seen get destroyed. <laughs> it, 
this is one of my favorite jokes in the history of movies. They're chasing him to, through the park. And then it, on screen it says, nine seconds later, and it cuts to him on a, a commercial street with them still chasing him. And it's pretty clear that like they didn't have the shot to get him from the from the park to the street. So they, instead of just doing a cut and assuming we would think time passed, they put up a screen that says nine minutes later. <laughs> um, oh my God, it's so good. Um, his friend Kalo uh, just showed up to help him get away on a bike. Uh, that is, he was from the first movie. He's played by uh, Pedro from from uh, 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 damn, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, and actually, he goes by the name Venus. Chef called him Kalo, but... Oh! Oh, okay. Guys, I totally forgot how this works. Um, uh, Kalo was in the first one, and Venus is his twin brother. Uh, but he has full-body Tourette's, so he just starts seizing up and uh, kicking away sometime. Uh, so, again, the taste level is, is dubious at best. But, uh, yeah, this is, it's Efren Ramirez from Napoleon Dynamite uh, playing a, playing his, his character from the first movie's twin brother. More, more rhyming, they're talking entirely in rhyming slang now, which is just destroying me. <laughs> this... So Venus wants to help. Uh, and, oh, he's just gonna. He's just gonna leave Chev behind because uh, it should have been him to avenge his brother's death. But it turns out Venus knows about the ferret El Huron. <laughs> well, no, his his first helpful thing is that means the ferret, and Chev's like, "Yeah, I, I know that." Oh, God, the heart's seizing up again. Luckily, they're, they're at the racetrack, even though that wasn't... Venus was not aware of that plan. That's just where they happened to end up. Uh, we take some narrative shortcuts in this movie. <laughs> and there's people enjoying their horse racing. Uh... It's actually some really nice shots of just what, like, what it's like around the racetrack. Sort of this desperation contrasted with, like, the fake fanciness of a guy in a top hat blowing a long horn to indicate the start of a race. Um, he's dying, so he calls, he calls Doc again, and Doc says, well, friction will give you a little boost. Skin-on-skin -skin contact will give you static electricity, so if you can't actually get real electricity just just rub somebody <laughs> you you can already tell 
uh, I believe they call that frottage when you rub against another person. Now he's just walking up to people and like rubbing his bare arm on theirs and hoping they don't notice. There's a guy who sort of looks like like uh, Dirtbag Bono and Chev is just actively rubbing on him. <laughs> Chev's saying he was the one doing the rubbing. <laughs> so there's some gaslighting going on here too. No sign of Johnny Vang. Chev is just barely putting one foot in front of the other at this point. Oh, God, he sees an old lady. <sighs> an old lady in a walker. Hey, it's Amy Smart. She's come to find him. And she finds him as he's actively rubbing against an old woman. <laughs> and as this is all happening hey there he spots Johnny Vang meanwhile security is coming to bust this pervert who's rubbing people uh, uh, Amy Smart is there to try to smooth things over by explaining he's drunk uh, but he sees Johnny Vang and there is no talking to him Oh, she doesn't know that, that that's the deal with his heart. That's right. She thinks it's still the adrenaline thing. She doesn't know he needs electricity, or in this case, friction. Uh, there's a cut to his heart stopping, and he collapses. She gets a bright idea, though, because he said friction. And in a callback to the first movie... They are going to have sex in public to get that friction. Um, and as we established in the first movie, she is very into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to publicly state whether or not I think this is hot because you don't need to know that about me. Uh, she sees the big scar on his chest and gets turned off, but she knows it's important. He's move, he can move just enough to get down the stairs. But then he falls over the railing and onto the track while a horse race is happening. The two of them are on the track. She's trying to get his heart going again by mounting him. Um, and it's working. He is... And now they have released the horses. Horses are coming at them. He's trying to build up enough electricity to keep his heart going. Amy Smart is having the time of her life. Uh, Johnny Vang is watching this. And now here come the, oh, we got some Jason Statham butt as they switch positions. Uh, he flings her underwear into the audience. A man catches them in his teeth and people cheer. Now everybody is applauding their acrobatic lovemaking. Um... They have blurred out his penis. They've pixelated his penis, which is so funny in this movie. They've also pixelated her crotch. So it's equal opportunity. Um, just absolutely, my God, just hammering her. This is, nobody is even paying attention to the horses and have lost sight of the fact that somebody throws a hat to him. So now he's holding, it's a very bucking bronco style thing right now. And now it's a wheelbarrow. 
the horses are coming. The horses are coming. They flatten out and the horses jump over them. And she is shocked at the size of the horse penis that goes sailing right over them. Um, and they don't stop having sex while this is happening. People in the audience are losing their minds. Johnny Vang is even cheering. Seemingly because he has not recognized that man or else he's that into it. Uh, groundskeeper runs onto the field to spray them with a hose. Uh, people are mad at this groundskeeper. Unfortunately, Chev leaves his girlfriend behind to deal with this because he's his heart's in a box, man. <laughs> you guys, this movie is the best. I feel like people judge me for how much I love this, especially the more they know about it. But it is amazing. Uh, the like, there's this really kind of amazing kinetic movement to it like just something about the way they show motion it's either too slow or too fast and my eye can't distinguish which but it looks so weird uh johnny van gets past venus no problem and is hops a car and is getting away chev's chasing him through a parking garage <laughs> spider manning down the down this parking garage while Johnny Vang is going around it in reverse. <laughs> Venus hops an elevator. All the players are coming into position. Chev only catches up enough to rip the rearview mirror off the car, which still is pretty good for a man versus car chase. And then he drops off. He, he hops the last level and lands on the hood as they are leaving the parking garage. He makes racist comments to Johnny Vang, which is not cool, but also he does have his heart in a box. Uh, so I'm almost willing to excuse it. It's still not cool, but I understand the pressure you're under. They manage to shake him and he gets another fuck you, Chelios. And they drive away. It's Chev and Venus trying to figure out, oh, and there's security and a a Chinese man in a in a limo pulls up and tells them to get in it has a dragon hood ornament <laughs> it's Don Kim the the guy who helped this sort of the gangster who helped him out in the first one they showed up at the big fight uh, against the Veronas Uh, but so he explains the situation to Don Kim and and Kim refers to him as a shit magnet which seems very accurate uh, Venus has a seizure and they throw him out of the car It seems to be for no reason other than to be mean. Uh, so anyway, Chev thinks the, the Don can tell him <laughs> where where his heart is. And 
Don Kim tells him about a name, man named Poondong, which is sort of the grossest stereotype fake Asian name you could make. It's, it's, it's real bad. Anyway, Poondong is dying and needs a heart transplant. Uh, meanwhile, Chev is electrocuting himself with the cigarette lighter as they're explaining this, the tale of, yes, Poondong. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I said Poondong. Anyway, they know Chev has the best heart because it, it survived that poisoning. Uh, so... That's the plan was to take his heart, deliver it to deliver it to Poondong. And that's which fine, but that does not explain who El Huron is. And uh Don Kim is surprised to hear that name, and then there is a montage of a ferret licking its own testicles from a bunch of different <laughs> angles. <laughs> so he doesn't particularly care for the ferret but he does not really have any additional information um, and also he's not helping Chev he wants to turn him into Poondong I don't know I think he... now it seems like he thinks does not know about Chev's missing heart so he thinks he's going to be the one to turn this over. Gunfight breaks out in the limo. Uh, <laughs> Chev uses one guy as a human shield, takes his gun, and kills everybody else in the car. Uh, including Don Kim. You survived one crank movie, but I'm afraid you're not going to see a, a third. Um... The driver's also dead, so the car crashes. There is so much blood and viscera in this car. Like, he shot people enough to make their intestines come out. It has to sound like I'm making this movie up, right? It is. Oh, man, I love this movie. Luckily, they crash right next to a right next to a transformer so he opens it up and just grabs it it takes so much voltage it shoot it sends him flying but now he is powered up hey it's John Delancey with a news report yeah, I feel like there'd be a lot of uh, coverage of the day's events. Uh, what with the strip club shootout and the the porn strike and uh, the the sex on the horse track and uh, <laughs> the. Field reporter is interviewing both the guy who caught Amy Smart's underwear and the old lady that he that he rubbed. Um. Oh. <laughs> 
waving the underwear around. Now he's put it on his head. The old lady is describing uh, how Chev had his filthy hands on every part of her. She describes him as looking like that fella from the movies. The tea bag. <laughs> the train spotted fella. <laughs> the, the train spotted fella. <laughs> My God, this movie is amazing. All right, the Mexicans are reporting back to uh, a man who may or may not be El Huron. He seems to be a boss, but we got some wild reveals coming up in terms of uh, of uh, what's going on with the the bad guys in this. I'm trying to look up uh, the cast of... Oh, the guy is insisting that the, the main guy with all the tattoos cut off his nipple as penance for failing. Which is gross. Um, now, it turns out there isn't anyone in train spotting with a name similar to, to Teabag. Uh, <laughs> I th think they might be referring to Spud. Oh, now he's got to cut off the other nipple. This is the thing I actually don't like. Oh, my God. It is. Oh, oh. I should have put a content warning up front. I always forget how gross this is. Like, this is the one that genuinely unsettles me. I... But his willingness to cut off his nipples means he gets to live and go get go get Chev. The guy picks his nipples up off the floor. Oh, my God. And then his boss does a little dance. Everybody in this movie is absolutely going for it. Uh, there's Eve going down the street. She is ranting about how it's... She's never going to look... She's done with Chev after leaving her behind naked in front of a whole racetrack full of people. And she runs into the strip club bouncer who catches her up on the news. <laughs> he uses so much cool guy slang that she doesn't understand what he's saying. Oh, holy smokes. I This is a, a thing that... Uh, th this guy's played by Corey Haim. The strip club bouncer with the nice jugs t-shirt. Uh, I That's not somebody I can recognize on site necessarily, but knowing that is... It's just a weird piece of information, man. Uh, the thing I didn't also... Uh, I don't know that I ever knew this. In the brief shot we see of Poon Dong so far, he's played by David Carradine. 
Wow. We have got some... There is there is an even more bonkers celebrity cameo coming up yet. Uh, Amy Smart is tired of Randy's bullshit. He, she picks him up and tosses him into the windshield of a car. Superhuman strength on her. Could I love her more now that I know she has super strength? Apparently so. Uh, she passes Venus. She has no way of knowing who Venus is. Oh, no, the cops have found Amy Smart, who has escaped from police several times today and definitely has at least an indecent exposure charge against her. Um, wow, Venus is using a calling card. Man, I bet this was maybe the last movie ever made where somebody has a calling card, right? Because we're already sort of just into cell phone era by this time. I mean, I mean, there's an iPhone in the movie, for Pete's sake. He calls into what appears to be a leather bar uh, called Rancho del Dude. Um, <laughs> uh, I believe it, this is this is Orlando, who I think is in the first movie. That's the uh, uh, Chev beats up him and his gang just to get his adrenaline going. I think that's the same character. Uh, I can't believe I've forgotten, uh, but this is he's now had to explain the plot. Um, to Orlando. Uh, I did check on my social media to see if anybody had any crank thoughts or questions they would like me to address, and so far, no response. Doing my best. Uh, Chev cuts off an ambulance and <laughs> gets into the back as this ambulance is moving. They are, and it's, they're working on the, one of Don Kim's guys whose intestines fell out. And uh, he's, he's, he's roughing up the paramedics. He wants, a, he wants a battery belt for his heart. God, this is so gross. Uh, he does not care that the man is dying. He wants a battery. <laughs> and now Chev at gunpoint is making the paramedics hook up the external battery belt. Uh, the, the bodyguard dies. But Chev's going to have a Chev's going to have a battery pack again. So hit him up. The paramedic looks familiar, but I cannot, I think I might just, I, I think I just want him to be somebody. All right, now he has a battery pack. He's in a little better shape than he's been. And out the back window, he sees Johnny Vang walking around with his cooler. So he jumps out the back. <laughs> then he waits 
<laughs> waits around the corner for them. And, man, every time it cuts to Doc, he is looking at asses. Uh, this time he's watching a yoga video. And Chev fills him in. <laughs> it's... He, he really just called to say, I think I found my heart. Uh, so he's going to sneak up on them. But, oh no, Bai Ling followed, found him, yells his name. She runs across the street and gets hit by a car so hard her shoes fly into the air. Uh, the car crashes into a fire hydrant. There's water spraying everywhere. Uh, and then Johnny Vang and his guys finally realize, oh yeah, that's Chev Chelios. Another gunfighter erupts. He's just—he <laughs> shot their getaway car. Oh, we are about to get to the absolute best thing in this. You know what? I don't know that I'm comfortable saying it's the best thing. It is in the top two wildest things. He's given chase. Uh, they're <laughs> Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia is in therapy uh, about the events of the first Crank movie. Remember, he was the hospital orderly who was uh, assaulted by Chev. And he's, he's messed up. He's traumatized. He can barely leave the house. And, and it seems like they're doing kind of a cool thing about like the emotional uh, uh, wake left behind by these kind of events. But with the uh, his therapist is super horny for him, by the way, uh, because again, taste not a concern here. But he's feeling better. She's encouraged him. And then they're having this gunfight, and a bullet has ricocheted around for a quite frankly unreasonable amount of time. Um. And he has just said he's going to get out there and floss his teeth with some pubes. Uh, we all have to live with that now. And that ricocheting bullet bounces around and boom, hits him in the head and he dies. And the therapist throws up and it is pointlessly mean and gross. And I'm a bad person for laughing, but laugh I am. Now we, we're back to Chev chasing Johnny Vang. There's a lot of times where it just freezes and goes to like multiple still images next to one another. And it's a very cool effect. Uh, Neville Dean and Taylor, I really, Brian Taylor is really more than, has stayed directing. Uh, and a lot of this is in the Happy series he did for sci-fi. Uh, like the way that he shows motion. I always feel like Brian Taylor was the genius of Neville Dean and Taylor, but maybe we can talk about that over the credits. They are at a power plant. Uh, Johnny Vang is running around there. He's dodging around transformers and voltage boxes. And he knocks Chev into a transformer, which he thinks is going to be a win. But instead, what happens is 
he gets zapped. He shoots lightning out of his hands. And now, suddenly... Jeff Chilios and Johnny Bang are both immense. There are people wearing rubber suit versions of Jason Statham and Johnny Bang, like a Godzilla movie. Uh, their faces are a little cartoony, like really. And there's, <laughs> they're fighting, and there's like a a model train, uh, like village of the power plant beneath them. And they are just, it's like Godzilla fighting King Kong, but it's Chev Chelios. And, but, and they're in rubber suits. I can't stress this enough. They're not the regular actors fighting amongst small props. They're fighting amongst small props, but also wearing rubber suit versions of the characters. And absolutely destroying it. Like, like it, it, this is... I, I I cannot believe this. I have seen this a hundred times, and every time it is the craziest thing I have ever seen. They wreck this power plant by punching each other through buildings, and then it then it cuts to the real world version of their fight, which is just them beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> they didn't literally grow to giant size, which is a shame, but. And there, he's got, he beat the hell out of Johnny Vang. He's got his box. He's won. And he uses the box to <laughs> just bashes him in the chest with it. He wants the key and the combination or else he'll keep hitting him with this like he's breaking it. He broke his sternum with this thing. He's going to hit him again. Nope. Johnny Vang gives up. He's not a smart man, but he... He opens the cooler. He really doesn't want Chev to look in it. And Chev looks in it. And is horrified by what he sees. It's not his heart. He doesn't even know what it is. What kind of sick freak carries something like this around in a box? He is shocked to his core. He tells Johnny Bang he's got some deep problems. I do not know what's in the box. I don't think there is any, like, real answer. It is... It is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what's in the box, but it was never, it wasn't the heart. Oh my God, this is so great. He calls Doc back. Now Doc's on the toilet. The heart, his heart has already been transplanted into Poondong. But he's still in LA. So, hey, we might be able to, we might be able to catch up to him. Uh, Doc assures him he's got people looking for him. Uh, and specifically, he means prostitutes. He's got his army of prostitutes out looking for Poondong. I almost feel like it's racist if I keep saying Poondong. Hey, what do you think was in the in the box? Like, I want to think it's just like a turd or something. Like, that's still pretty gross, but it doesn't... 
it it doesn't mess me up for that to be the Chimp points a finger gun at Johnny Vang and then his head explodes. But it's the it was the Mexican tattoo guy who actually shot him. <laughs> he didn't really kill him with a finger. And somebody sneaks up behind Chev and knocks him out. Poondong is driving around L.A. Throwing money to women as he propositions them. He's having a great time. David Carradine, I am not happy with you playing a, playing a Chinese man like this. It is. It's, it's not okay. Uh, I don't know why I blame him and not anybody else involved. But that's where we stand. Look. I've made my life with Brian Taylor. I, I, I can't hold anything against him. Uh, Neveldeen, Neveldeen got out of the business. He married actress Allison Lohman, and I think they kind of got in a crypto scam or something. Uh, but they haven't made anything in years. So I'm willing to put this on. All right. Now, uh, Unconscious Chev has been put in a, in the back, in a trunk. We were getting a uh, fuck off Chelios montage. And then it cuts to a talk show, the Luke Cunard show, where Chev Chelios is on the show. It's a Maury-style show. Chev Chelios plays a youth de is a youth destined for damnation, is how he is labeled on screen in the Chiron. Uh, and his mother doesn't know what to do with him. His mother is Jerry Ginger Spice Hallowell. I cannot even imagine how such a thing happened uh, it is it is the craziest cameo I don't know how they were able to get in touch with her but uh, yeah he's talking to this Maury style host about the trouble he gets into and all the things he steals and He's about 11 years old and he's already stolen a car. He's flipping off the audience. He's 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 very believable as a young Chub Chelios. Uh, then we get a montage of him beating up people at school, uh, students and teachers alike. Uh, he's an angry man. He's there's a lot there's a lot to tap with Chub Chelios and I really. I would love another crank movie before Jason Statham is too old to be this crazy. I mean, he's got a, he's got some good years of action in him left. But these are so hyperkinetic. Ah, but yeah, let's nobody's getting any younger. Let's make Crank 3. Um all sorts of neat little cutaways of young Chev Chelios committing crimes and being chased by people and uh, we learn that his father died before he was born. He does seem like somebody without a strong male role model. But the host is getting so wrapped up in it. Uh, it always kind of feels to me like the host is his dad. Uh, there's something very confrontational about it. Uh, again, I don't know how literal we're how literally we're supposed to take that, uh, but it doesn't matter because we cut back to the present, and 
they are dragging him behind a speedboat and peeing on him. I mean, they're peeing near him. He's being dragged, you know, the chain he's being dragged from is long enough that they are not hitting him with urine. And also, you know, he's already in the water, so who knows what's hitting him is regular water, which is pee water. Uh, he is visibly concerned about his battery pack also. Hey, Venus is meeting Bai Ling. Cool, these two very uncomfortable characters are now going to have a scene together. She's thrashing around because she is mentally ill. He's thrashing around because of his full-body Tourette's. Uh, oh, they already know each other. They're friends. They're, they're bonding over how how little connection they have to the plot right now. Which, honestly, is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, and now Orlando shows up, so now it's all of the tertiary Chevchelios universe characters. Venus is going to team up with Orlando to get the guy who killed his brother. Or at least somebody in some way associated with the guy who killed his brother because Chev did pretty much kill everybody in the first movie. Uh, now it's Amy Smart making funny faces in the when they're trying to take her mugshot. Uh, yeah, she's in jail. She's being interrogated. <sighs> oh... Okay, you know, when you put everything that Chev Chelios has done over two movies into words, it does seem like he's a bad guy. Uh, but Amy Smart seems unwilling to unwilling to give him up. Also, the cop is super... Oh, he's stroking her hair. No, no, don't do that, cop. Don't, don't be a gross man. But nope, this dude is gross. We just, we're just stuck dealing with this gross dude. Ugh. Oh, man, this is like the first lull we've had in like 40 minutes, maybe. Uh, you know, your standard interrogation scene with a sexual deviant cop. He gets called out of the room. Oh, she made bail. Who could have bailed her out? I mean, given that everybody in the movie is kind of garbage, it's hard to imagine anybody having the wherewithal to to pay bail. 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 Guys, my mouth is dumb. Oh, man, they are taking a cattle prod to Chev Chelios's... I mean, his balls. We are seeing his balls on screen, and they are cattle prodding them and then there is a <laughs> then we cut to satellite footage of Catalina Island it is the weirdest transition there is a there's a statue of a naked man uh, like an artistic statue but it has real pubic hair uh, this is 
trashy evil guy mansion, a lot of topless women walking around, and they have brought Chevchelios here. And there he is, the ferret. He is the... Uh, he is, in fact, the, the creep who made the guy cut off his own nipples. I thought there was somebody above him yet, but there, there is still a, a bad guy reveal ahead of us. But El Huron was born with another name, the name of his father. What could that name be? He's really trying to get some pathos out of this, and Chev does not care. He has the same name as his two brothers, Alejandro from the first movie and Ricardo from the first movie. Yep, it's Verona. Ricky Verona was the guy he threw out of the helicopter. Alejandro Verona was the guy whose hand he cut off in the alley. They have a third brother. who Chev did not know about, Jesus, played by Clifton Collins Jr., who uh, was on Westworld and, uh, like, he's, he's in, like, a million things. He's one of those guys that when you see him, you go, hey, that guy. Uh, he's in Scott Pilgrim. He was really good on Westworld. And he is playing so broad here. It, it is very fun to watch. They seem to have given him fake teeth, and not just because some of them are gold. Uh, it looks like a whole fake set of choppers. Um, but yeah, he's obviously wants revenge on Chev. And who's running the show? Brother. Let's get to the next crazy ass thing to happen in this movie. It is a head in a tank. <laughs> it is Ricky Verona's severed head being kept alive by machines in a tank like a Futurama joke. And he talks with a computer voice now. <laughs> oh, let's see what Poondong is up to. He is hitting on the prostitute that Doc sent to find him. All right. And Ricky Verona just wants... The technology is just enough to keep him alive long enough to watch Chev die. And now uh, Jesus is beating him with a cat of nine tails. It is... It's rough, man. He is wailing on him. His back is all carved up. Rick, the head of Ricky Verona is so excited. It's, and just then, Orlando shows up. As do a bunch of gun-wielding strippers, plus Jesus. And it is a all-out gunfight. Uh, I don't even, 
I don't even know for sure they're strippers. They are scantily clad ladies with guns. And everybody is just firing away. It is this massive fight as everything's going on. Oh, and there's Bai Ling with two, two assault rifles killing a gardener for no reason. Um, Chelios is trying to, to strangle Jesus. Um, and then he runs a cattle prod right through the, uh, the guy with all the tattoos. Like it goes in one side and comes out the other. Uh, man, everybody's dying. Any character without a name is basically dying right now. Uh, Venus is chasing down Jesus. He's out of ammo. He's just going in. He has a tattoo of his brother on his back, but since they're twins, it's like he has a tattoo of himself. And now he has nunchucks. <laughs> We're going to have a machete versus nunchuck fight. And remember, this is the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> but then he has a seizure, which still allows him to tackle the guy with the machete. Uh, cut back to Docs. The prostitute has brought in Poondong. And there's Doc waiting with an injection to knock him out and take Chev's heart back. Uh, now Bai Ling is just blowing up statues. She shot the tank Ricky Verona's head is in. It is dangling free from the tubes. The mouth is still moving. The eyes are still moving. <laughs> Why do we go on like this, Ricky? Hurting each other. Ricky's severed head begs for water. So Chef spits in his face. We get another fuck you, Chelios. And he disconnects the head from the machines, takes it to the edge of the balcony, and punts it. Punts it over the balcony into a lake. <laughs> and then he collapses. His heart's out. His vision's blurring. This looks like it. Jesus has the drop on him. Guys, I don't think Chev Chelios is going to get out of this one. But he's, uh, Venus attacks Jesus. They fall down the steps together. But Jesus still manages to, to overpower him. He bought Chev some time, though. What's our, what's our man going to do? Oh, the man, the man sees a power line. All right. Now get ready for the most awesome thing that has ever happened in a movie to happen in this movie. He's walking towards this power in slow motion. Well, all around him, guns are being fired. People are dying. It's chaos. It seems like sometimes he's being shot and not really noticing. He is just taking one slow motion step after another. Jesus is beating on Venus. He's reached the pole. He's climbing it to get to the uh, the junction, whatever whatever you call it. He's getting to the actual, the actual things labeled danger, high voltage, just like the title of the movie, except for the danger part. And just as Jesus is 
beating beating uh, Venus senseless. He gets to the top, and Chev grabs the power box. It launches him through the air on fire. And on fire, he strides up to Jesus and just starts beating him to death, just punching him. I cannot emphasize this enough. He is on fire. Jason Statham has caught fire. The fire is spreading. He tosses Jesus' body into the pool next to his brother's head. Bai Ling finds him. He, in his addled image, he sees her as Amy Smart. He's losing his mind because he is on fire and heavily electrified. He runs forward to embrace her. She's finally scared of him because he's on fire. But he thinks he's grabbing his beloved in this beautiful pastoral setting. So he picks her up and kisses her, believing it's Amy Smart. And she, when you cut back to the real world, she is... What? The imaginary kiss goes on for longer than I remember. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It's a happy ending for Chev. But no, Bai Ling has caught fire from being embraced by this flaming man. His skin is melting off. It's cracking. He raises his arms triumphantly. He is fully engulfed in flame like the human torch. He turns to the camera. He is on fire. He looks directly into the camera and extends a flaming middle finger to the viewer of the movie and laughs. And my friend, that takes us to the credits. The last shot of the movie proper is Statham flipping us off while he's on fire. Oh, and now intercut with the credits, we have surgery scenes. They're, I cannot tell if they're taking out Poondong's heart or putting Chev's back in. There's a heart being moved, and that's what's important. Okay, they're taking the artificial heart out of Chev now. Which, as we learned, they managed to just drop it in in the first place, so it's an easy removal. Uh, oh, his prostitute is a, is scrubbed in as the nurse. That's... That's a good career opportunity for her, I think. All right, the battery's out. Time to put a real heart back in there. And now we get to our credits. Jason Statham, Amy Smart. Crank, high voltage. Once again, the titles are all in that video game font. Hey, there's his heart. Wow, Clifton Collins Jr. got third billing even though he is amount of screen time is very minimal, but I guess he's a bigger name than Efren Ramirez or Bai Ling. I'm a little surprised Dwight Yoakam isn't higher, but maybe he gets the and or a with David Carradine. That's right. David Carradine is billed below Bai Ling. There's some, I don't even know how the credits to this movie were negotiated. Um, they got Chev's heart back in him. They're trying to trying to defibrillate him, but it's not working. Yep, Dwight Yoakam gets the and. He's also all bandaged up because of how his skin burned. They cannot resuscitate Chev Chelios. 
Except Chelios is dead. Except we cut to his bandaged, bloody body. And we go in for an extreme close-up. And those eyes pop open. My friend, Chev Chelios is alive. There is no reason not to make Crank 3 tomorrow. Holy smokes. Man, this is... This movie is the best. It is so bonkers. And, yes, we will acknowledge the taste level is shaky to non-existent. But it is... It is so fun and just purely absolutely bonkers. Hey, one of the one of the dog walkers was Maynard James Keenan from uh from Tool. Oh my god, we get bloopers. We get bloopers. <laughs> Statham bursts out laughing when he rubs up on Dirtbag Bono at the uh at the <laughs> at the racetrack. He bursts out laughing and falls over. Holy smokes. That is awesome. Uh, it does look like all the po porn stars are actual porn stars just based on the names of the uh, people playing the characters. You know, there's a lot of uh, Monique's and Rex's. Not to say you're in porn if, that's, if you have one of those names, but, uh, you know, that's where... That's where the money is. I mean, not in porn, but in betting, that's what your job is. Oh, man, guys, this was a, this was a, a wild ride. We can agree, right? Oh, we got another blooper. It's him trashing the house that's supposed to be a social club. <laughs> the guys who were supposed to run from the house <laughs> blew their cue and then a guy with visible feces staining the back of his underpants runs through the shot <laughs> um, I I assume that was meant to be the blooper was they or maybe they just chose not to have have that moment in the movie uh, I mean, it looks like a blown cue, but it's really the guy with the the filthy underwear that. Oh god! Oh, now it's the the porn strike. No scabs, no crabs. This very, very tall porn star is having difficulty keeping, uh, keeping a, a straight face while he's talking, dropping loads all over your silly wages. God, these porn star signs are very funny. Also, the second he stops talking, his eyes just sort of wander off directly to the camera to see if somebody said cut. <laughs> I... I, I, I gotta be honest uh, some porn stars really probably can't make it as legitimate actors <laughs> guys this movie is so wild and it is crazy to me that they have not made another one the thing is these aren't like 
like huge hits. I mean, this had a $20 million budget. It made $34 million in theaters. But there was honestly almost no uh, uh, promotion for it. Like, these really flew under the radar. And uh, yeah, but it sold a huge number of DVDs. Uh, and you know, it's pretty consistently streaming one place or another, you know, so these movies do make money. Uh, I guess these days you kind of have to make money in the theater because you don't have DVD sales anymore, but you know, ultimately everybody made their money on this one. just not in the theatrical run. And I feel like it really, there's so much more awareness of, both Jason Statham and the Crank franchise, I think these did become kind of, uh, kind of, uh, like streaming hits because I, I think they really went under the radar and looked a lot. I remember the advertising looking more generic than the movies actually are. And I feel like if you put out a Crank 3 now, I mean, honestly, The Meg was a big hit, and that's... The Meg is is honestly... I mean, I love it. It's a giant shark and Jason Statham. But it's... It's about... You know, 5% of Crank. And that, that was a huge hit, and that was pretty much just sold on the premise that there's a giant shark and Jason Statham. And, you know, his, his roles in the Fast and Furious stuff... There's a lot more awareness of him. Yeah, you do a crank three now, you you got a hit on your hands. Um, and yeah, like uh, uh, Mark Neville is it? I can never remember if it's Mark Neville Dean or Richard Neville Dean. Two directors. They've got two. Uh, they used to always direct as a pair. Uh, but the the yeah, Mark Neville Dean. Uh, they stopped working together kind of abruptly and Brian Taylor still makes stuff. Uh, he was looking into putting out a movie as an NFT but then stopped talking about that so I think he almost got suckered like some people did and then changed his mind. Uh, Mark Neveldeen has kind of no public profile right now. I think uh, Alice, his wife Allison Lohman is going to do another movie soon. I think she was announced to be in something. But they got into something shady and I cannot remember what it was. I, multi-level marketing or something. Uh, but Brian Taylor, I mean, he did that uh, that Grant Morrison series Happy on Sci-Fi just a couple years ago that was really great and he directed a bunch of the episodes and they all look fantastic, and I would love to see him get to do, get to do a movie budget again. Because he, like I said, a lot of this movie looks real ugly, but it's in such a purposeful and unique way of being ugly, where it's not a, it's not a lack of talent. It's, it looks exactly the way they want this movie to look. And you'd better. Uh, you'd better get on board. Uh, we're seeing more little short bloopers, by the way. There's 
people blowing their lines or it's cute seems like they it seems like everybody had fun too like i don't know this seems like it was probably a fun set where every day you'd be like what what in the what in the hell is actually happening what is what is this thing that is happening with my life um guys i've been looking forward to this all year this is one of those whoa there is a song in the movie called Suck My Dick, which, according to the credits, is written by Andy Richter. Uh, I probably should have looked into that so I had an answer for exactly what that's about. Uh, it can't be that Andy Richter, right? There's no way he's writing foul novelty songs. I mean, I guess you could see him doing it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't write it off. Who knows? Maybe that's actually what happened. Uh, but for now, it's just funnier to imagine that it's him without having the information. But uh, yes, Andy Richter contributed to the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, in the special thanks, there's somebody named Dr. Mark Plunkett. And I, I really need for them to have consulted with an actual physician about the, the medical veracity of Crank 2 High Voltage. Uh, you know, we probably we probably saw a bunch of things that that oh wow they did the they showed the like the behind the scenes of them when he uh, the first time he grabs a uh, transformer and it shoots him into a wall and they show them shooting that and he did his own stunt there and they actually launch him back. I mean, he hits a mattress, but Jason Statham flies about eight feet across the sidewalk into the wall of a building. And the way they indicated their, their uh, happiness with the, the take, you hear the, one of the directors saying, let's cradle the balls on that. <laughs> Which honestly, if they'd said anything else, it would have been a disappointment. Guys, that's the movie. This was so fun. I hope it was okay to listen to. Uh, in the future, I'd kind of like to have a guest because I think it's a little easier to to talk with another person so you're getting another person's perspectives rather than me just being absolutely delighted by everything that happens. But uh, maybe that'll... Maybe that'll be next year. Maybe we'll go back to one of the cranks and I'll I'll have it'll be a two-person commentary. Or I'll do the other Amy Smart crank, which can only be a disappointment, but I feel like it is Cranksgiving. We've gotta we've gotta cover the cranks. Um Oh my god, if I really wanted to, I could also do a commentary for Christmas and call it Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this really made my day. Uh, look, I hope you had, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have a happy Cranksgiving and a happy Thanksgiving. One obviously more important than the other. Uh, this commentary is brought to you by TeasedbySummer.com. Uh, remember to check them out and buy something. Uh, this is not crank related, but, uh, uh, Connor O'Malley is going to be performing in my town in a couple weeks and I've got a ticket and 
I am looking forward to seeing a cast member of I Think You Should Leave and wearing one of the Tees by Summer I Think You Should Leave shirts. Uh, how will that not be the coolest thing, right? Anyway, check it out, teesbysummer.com. Uh, check out the work of Jason Statham. Uh, check out Brian Taylor's further work in the uh, sci-fi original Happy, which I believe is streaming on Netflix right now. Um, it's uh, You're going to have a good time, guys. Check it out. Maybe next time, maybe we'll move to another Jason Statham franchise for future commentaries. I think really what I'm leaning into is just having a way to talk about Jason Statham movies frequently uh, and unashamedly. And guys, that's it. Enjoy your holiday. I will talk to you soon with a regular episode next week. Thanks for being here. Crank 2 High Voltage is brought to you by, by TeasedbySummer.com and Fed Talks is a Full Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.